Orale, bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. I'm your host Jorge Martin, and today I got a co-pilot, un invitado de lujo that I have been wanting to connect with and have on this show for a long, long time. We, uh, long time. Uh, met him through a, a networking group called the, the Thieves. Uh, I'm wearing the shirt right now. So, Orale, Thieves, cómo estamos? Uh, Dave Cruz. He is straight out of NorCal. And uh, he's wearing a Met cap right now, which I approve of because the blue is coming from Dodger Blue. So uh, you can find him at Cruiser128 on Twitter. Dave, mi amigo, I, it's been a long time coming, and I'm so excited that you're here. Bienvenido. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm uh, super happy to be here. It has been a long time coming. You have extended me several invitations. And uh, for one reason or another, I haven't been able to, to uh, accept. And uh, you're, rocking the, you're rocking the Thieves shirt. I'm rocking the Snowman shirt. Jerry Reed, the mighty Jerry Reed from Smokey and the Bandit. So uh, yes. let's talk about some football. Oh, mi amigo. And, you know, we, we're out of buy again which I'm very happy with because uh, my teams didn't do very well during, during that week. Uh, I had a lot of Justin Herbert and uh, you know, some uh, on those teams that oh, I had a couple of teams that just didn't even have uh backup, you know, super flex teams that didn't even have a second quarterback. So how'd you do during the, the, by that crazy bye week? I actually didn't really have a terrible week. I didn't have a great week, but I could probably say that about most of my weeks. I have 23 teams. So, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, I if I ever go twenty three and zero, I think I'll hang it up and 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 retire at that point. You know, but uh, no, uh, yeah, there's there's some teams I have that are are beyond help. Uh, we'll be talking shortly about uh, Christian McCaffrey, and if you uh, drafted Christian McCaffrey, you're probably hurting. I know I am. Uh, him, you know, I, when you think about it, the the only first round, the first round running backs that have paid off have been uh, have paid off every week, have been Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And Nick Chubb was doing well for a while, then he got dinged up. I mean, it's just yeah. Even even Taylor hasn't paid off every week. Early in the season, he just wasn't seeing the ball as much. And for him, he's got to be superly high efficient. So you know, kind of like Chubb. It's the same situation, right? There's there's another guy there that's going to get the ball or two guys, right? So, yeah, they, they need to be high efficiency. Henry something else. I, I, I call him the modern-day Jim Brown. Just utterly amazing. Uh, you know, I, I could see – I totally see that. Uh, another comp that I heard recently was Eric Dickerson just kind of like that yeah. big guy who had that extra gear. And when, when he hit 21.8 on that 76-yard run on Monday Night oh, Football, yeah. I mean, it was just – Yeah, he's but he's bigger than Dickerson was, right? Yeah, you know, Dicker, Dicker, Dickerson was slimmer than, than Derrick Henry. And, the you know, I can't even imagine seeing that coming at me at 22 miles an hour. Yeah, the other one, the other one that's uh, another big guy that uh, – oh, thank you. And then God made light um, – the Earl Campbell from, yeah. uh, you know, with that, that big, he, but he was, Earl Campbell was only like five, he was about five eleven but 240, 240, yeah. 250. Yeah. But the difference is Earl Campbell never tried to miss anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
you know, <laughs> he delivered he, more. He delivered yeah, more hits. He was a he was a tank, and and you know, breaking into the open field only happened after he ran over everybody in his path. Oh, that that was oh, he's still. See, I I, I didn't get to see Jim Brown play. Uh, I'm born. I was born. I think he was one. I think I was one when he retired. Uh, but I when I say when I say the guys that I've seen play, Earl Campbell's my number one, and Dickerson's my number two. So uh, so yes, familia, you know we we got we got some salt going on uh, among the peppers. So you're gonna get some wisdom today, week eight. So we've talked about Bimageddon. We've talked a little bit about a little bit about memory lane. Let's get into the first game on that that we're going to talk about. We're going to start with the Sunday games, the 10 a.m. games. We got the Carolina Panthers three and four at Atlanta three and three. The Falcons are three point favorites uh, with Atlanta uh, be, with the over under being 46 points. Now, you 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 touched on it, CMC. He's not back. He's Dr. Edwin Porras, uh, buen amigo of the show, uh, says he's probably not back until week 10. And Sam Darnold, it's been ugly. I, I mean, it, it, is he just, uh, I mean, is he a permanent sit, kind of like afuera permanently for the time, you know, in your book? Yeah, I, I basically dropped him anywhere where I have him. It, I, I don't situation at his feet. They just haven't been playing well as a team, right? You know, and, uh, y- you know, but, uh, you know, you got games where Robbie Anderson's getting targeted 11 times and he makes three catches for 11 yards. You know, it's just not, it's just not working for them right now. Yeah, I, I, I pulled up a stat that, he, you know, since you know, week I'm three, bit, he's... I'm a little bit surprised. You're a little bit surprised at uh at how bad how, how bad I said I'm a little bit I'm a little bit surprised that Atlanta's only a three point favorite in that game. <laughs> Maybe it's because this game, I mean, it's in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean Atlanta, I know Atlanta hasn't been good, uh, but uh I mean before we get into Atlanta, Chuba Hubbard, you know, while while CMC is out, I mean, he's got 15 carries in each game since week three. Uh, he's a, is he a must start every week, especially in this kind of matchup where Atlanta is number 22 against running backs? Yeah, who else are you going to start? I mean, 15 touches for a running back is pretty good <laughs> these days. You know, you don't get that. You don't get that from. Uh, 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 most other teams, uh, 49 uh, running back was valid that played, but uh, that doesn't happen a lot, right? In 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 the case of New England, I mean, you're not getting you're not getting 15 carries out of the Kansas City backs, you know. So yeah, I I, I think if you have Hubbard, you you have to at least flex him. I, I think so. And I, right. I think DJ, DJ Moore, the wide receiver nine, he's an automatic. I, you know, I found, I did find the stat on Robbie Anderson. He's got, you know, he's got 40 targets and only 13, 14 catches since week three for 109 yards. So it's just, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I think, I think he might be droppable at this point. Oh, I, I recommended dropping him week, weeks ago. Of course, the week I recommended dropping him, he had 11 targets. So, but, uh, you know, it, it's like you say, hey, the 
efficiency isn't there. This is kind of like how he was with the Jets. You know, look and and this is say, okay, well, there's a commonality there. I, I, I'm not buying it. Yeah, it's it, it was it was kind of ugly. It, it it's been kind of ugly. It really looks like the Jets, and this is even a dream matchup because the Falcons are number thirty against uh, against the quarterback position. So, um, but I I dropped him in even with this dream matchup. I dropped him in in the one league where I had him because it's just it's just been so ugly, so so ugly. On the Atlanta side, I mean, you got you got Matt Ryan with three hundred yards in yeah, three of the I last five games. Yeah, well, Matt Ryan's getting his revenge on me. I basically recommended dropping him after about week three, too. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, he's still he's still not in the top 12 quarterbacks. So, you know, if you really want Matt Ryan, you could still go out and get him in a number of leagues. But, you know, I as far as Matt Ryan goes in fantasy, if my choice is Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan, I'm taking Kirk Cousins pretty much every time. Yeah, I think especially that this week, and we'll get into that game in a second. But you know, you're, and we talked about this guy a little bit offline. Cordarrelle Patterson. It looks like he he might have taken over the the RB one. You know, for even though he's a hybrid, he's got sixteen. He outtouched uh, Mike Davis sixteen to four in the last game, and zero targets for Davis. I, I it, yeah, that was. Go ahead. That was a complete price. Uh, I, 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 I've been pounding the Patterson boards pretty much all season. Uh, didn't always practice what I pe preached. I wasn't picking him up after week one. And if you didn't pick him up after week one, he was usually gone by week two. You know, if there if it was even a remotely deep league, pick him up. You're, you're just making dart throws at that point and shuttling guys in and out of your lineups. No, I I got lucky on him in a couple leagues where I just grabbed him and I needed a body in preseason. Uh, one the the one league where I really regret it is uh, Scott Fishbowl because I think I grabbed Mark Ingram instead of Corderell Patterson uh, in the preseason when one of my players got hurt for you know I was knocked out for the season. So, uh, but uh, here's one thing: Calvin Ridley back last week. 10 targets, but he only turned it into four catches for 26 yards. It's a game coming off of he's coming off of the bye and also the, the the game where he missed the London game where he missed because of a personal issue. Uh, you know, any worry that 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 he might be kind of being usurped as the number one target for Kyle Pitts? Uh, you know, maybe maybe he's not getting targeted as much as he he could be, but they don't really have another outside threat on that team. Russell Gage hasn't settled into that role. Nobody behind any of those guys looks like they're that guy. So as far as Calvin Ridley goes, to me, he's a plug and play, you know, and he did only have four catches last year, but at least he got one of those into the end zone. And he's certainly going to have the opportunities. The, Matt Ryan likes throwing to him in the red zone. You know, he obviously loves throwing to pits in the red zone too. But the fact uh -huh. of the matter is, they aren't. Not, neither one of those guys are really cashing a lot of touchdowns. They're not, but uh, you know, pits. 
you back to back weeks, back to back weeks over 100 yards, uh, back to back games. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, there's this week there was a lot of debate from the people who were on the on the Kyle Pitts train before the season, which I was one of them. Uh, but now you're looking at uh, a guy. I mean, he, I, I'm to me, I'm looking at him for the rest of the season, maybe even a top three tight end uh, at the very least top five and with an every week starter, especially now that the bye weeks are gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, at, at worst, he's four. Uh, he may be behind uh, Andrews, Waller, and Kelsey, but the, you know even Waller has some 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 down games. He doesn't get 19 targets every game. So there's plenty of games where he has five or 50 yards, right? You know, there's only one Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy like Pitts, I, I could very easily see him being top three at the end of the year. You know, mm-hmm. Andrews every now and then disappears as well. So, yeah, I love Pitts. I'm still on Ridley. Uh, if you want to trade me, Ridley, let's talk. Oh, anytime, anytime. I love, I lo- uh, I- Ridley's a guy that I'm, I'm really keeping an eye on. Well, let's go over to the Miami, Miami at Buffalo. So mm-hmm. it's two teams really going in different directions. You got Miami at one and five. They're, they're, they're just, they've not been playing well of late. Uh, Buffalo four and two, they're coming off of that, uh, before the bye, they're coming off of that tough loss where, you know, Josh Allen literally, like if he doesn't slip, they probably win the game, but on the Miami side, they're traveling. It's weather doesn't look like it's going to be an issue. There might be a light drizzle, uh, in the temperatures in the 40s. But uh, to me, it's how is Miami, especially Tua, responding to how, how are they responding to the to to the Deshaun Watson rumors? Uh, because the trade deadline's coming up on on Tuesday, November second, so a little more less than a week away from when we're recording this. Tua's been good, you know. He's he went for 329 yards one week. Last week he went for 291 yards and four touchdowns. The numbers have been good. There's been a couple of throws that I'm sure he'd like back. But to me, it's like he hasn't started 16 games yet. But uh, for this week, are the numbers going to be there against the Buffalo defense? That's number two against then that's number one against the quarterback. Uh, you know, I'm not rushing Tua into my lineup this week. I like Tua. Uh, I was pounding boards for him last week as a start against Atlanta. On paper, that's not a great start for the Dolphins. I, I, I would be surprised if it's another 35 to nothing game. But uh, Miami's just not really a very good team right now. They've lost six in a row, and a lot of those games haven't even really been close. So, uh, you know, as far as their offensive backfield goes, I know Malcolm Brown came out of last week's game. So if he's out, I might I might bump Gaskin up some. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if they could get Devontae Parker back as well. Uh, you know, he gives them a, he gives them another. They've had a lot of injuries, you know, but they just haven't been playing well. It's that's one of the more surprising teams to twenty twenty. Very much, especially when they were on the cusp of the of the playoffs last year. And uh, yeah, I, I don't. I also don't love 
teams in domes or, or good weather who are going up and playing in, in any kind of weather or even cold weather. Uh, which to me that, that, I mean, you mentioned Gaskin, uh, maybe bumping him up a little bit because he might get some work in the passing game. They might be, they might be trailing, uh, when they went to Atlanta, they, he, he got some work. He got four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jalen, how, how are you feeling about Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki this week? They've been getting a lot of targets, but again, this is a tough pass defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more worried about him, uh, about Waddle, and especially if Matt Milano is able to play in that game, and I haven't heard any any reason to believe he won't be. Uh, their linebacking core is real tough, so you know Gesicki might have a hard time, but two, it does feed him the ball. So you know, I think Gesicki's startable. I just didn't expect a twenty point game. Yeah, I think especially as long as Parker's out, he's going to be their main target among the wide receivers. 100% agree. 100% agree. Muy, muy, muy cierto. Muy cierto. Well, let's let's get into a game. You know, you talked about the 49ers. This is not the 49ers of the 80s uh, and 90s. Uh, this is a team kind of in transition. You got uh, – they're they're traveling to Chicago. They're The 49ers are 2-4, and four, traveling to Chicago 3-4. and four. So two teams that are kind of uh, – you know, the 49ers maybe on the cusp of breaking in Trey Lance at the quarterback and – the, the Chicago Bears getting some uh, growing pains, experiencing some growing pains with Justin Fields. 49ers are road favorites at four points, and it's a 39.5 uh, over under. And it's, it's weather's not expected to be an issue. It's going to be in the 50s and clear. You know, you got uh, with the 49ers, you've got Kittle out. Still on IR, possibly back in week nine. You got Jimmy G going up against what what has been a good defense. Uh, you know, I I, I believe uh, Khalil Mack is a pot, is a uh, question mark for this week. But uh, you know, last week in the rain. I mean, is he someone you uh, is someone you're thinking about uh, starting this week in a, in maybe a super flex league? Yeah. It Garoppolo? No, I, 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 I would have, I would avoid Garoppolo if at all possible, even, even in a two quarterback league. Uh, he, he didn't look healthy last Sunday. Right. Uh, you know, he did, he did do some rollouts, and it kind of was telling that he was favoring the leg where his calf was hurt. So, no, I'm a big fan of of playing Garoppolo right, right now. Uh, to me, the only the only guy on the 49ers that I would start with any confidence is Debo Samuel. You know, I mean, and they're just not playing good ball right now. Even last Sunday night, you know, they started the game out. They were exploiting over, over pursuit by the Colts. But uh, once the Colts cleaned that up, they, they didn't have an answer. They didn't respond. They didn't show it on the scoreboard. They scored 12 points in the first quarter. And they only had that touchdown where they rushed the ball at the beginning of the fourth quarter after that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. What about Elijah Mitchell? Oh, you saw it? I like Elijah Mitchell. If I have him, I like him as a flex. If I have to, I'll start him as a running back too. But again, you know, as as the team goes, he goes, right? He had... 
you know, I think 70 yards in the first couple of drives last Sunday night. Wound up with 100, but, you know, that means he had 30-something for the rest of the game after the middle of the first quarter. So, you know, I mean, to me, neither of those teams are very good right now. Uh, the Bears, to me, are a complete mess. I, you know, to, to, to completely obliterate the value of a guy like Allen Robinson oh. takes a lot. Herbert, Khalil Herbert is a guy I would start, you know, if he's going to be the starter. Uh, I, I wouldn't have wanted to start him last week against Tampa, and he went off for 100 yards against them. But the fact that of the matter amazing. is not only – You were saying not, not only, not, uh, yeah, they're 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 not running a lot of plays in a game, and they're running very few passing plays. I mean, Fields has dropped back an average of about twenty-seven times uh, since he took over the starting job, and he's getting sacked four of them, right? So you know that's twenty-three pass attempts a game. So. You know, if you're wondering what happened to Allen Robinson and the rest of their passing game, it, it's just it, it's starvation. Yeah, he's uh, and and the one thing that you look you know, at, him, at I mean, the I, I hear... the, they're at the bottom. They're at the bottom of the league in any meaningful passing metric, yardage, points. They're 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 just. They're a bad offense. It it's so rough to watch sometimes, and 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 it's funny. Like I watched, I I, I followed the game last week via red zone, and I kept thinking, why are we never seeing the Bears? We're only seeing we're, we're only seeing Tampa, and it's like, oh, I kept looking at the score. It's like, yeah, they're not even getting close. To, they're not even uh, crossing midfield. Yeah, I, I I hope this this doesn't impact Justin Fields because I think no. he's incredibly talented. I like I like Justin Fields long term, but right now he's you, you know I drafted him as my second quarterback team. So he's gone now. He's got no he's got no value in fantasy, and that's tough because you know this uh, should be a good matchup on. for him. Oh, yeah, yeah he but he tend, tends to hold on to the ball too long, you know. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot of things to learn. And I got to wonder how much he's getting coached up. Yeah, that's that that is the that is the worry with him. And, you know, getting back to Robinson, I, I really hope that there's I'm not I'm telling people I'm not telling people to to trade him just uh, to drop him just yet. I want to see where, or if he is available in the league, maybe, and you've got a spot open, I, I said, maybe pick him up. Cause I, there's a question mark that because he's on a one-year deal, maybe he gets traded on Tuesday by Tuesday and he becomes someone that, that uh, becomes somewhat viable with somebody's on somebody else's roster. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. If he doesn't get traded, then I don't see a reason to hang on to him. Right. Uh, you know, unless you've got a very deep bench. 
know. Yeah. Well, we played some of those. I put a tweet out the other night where I named. I, I I put a tweet out the other night where I named five guys that were owned in less than ten percent of Yahoo leagues that are outscoring Ellen Robinson. There's only oh. it's it's week eight. There's only so long you can wait, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. Like this week, I didn't. Do, I, I put out a waiver, uh, a waiver column, but I didn't. I hardly did any pickups because a lot. You know, the people who are out there, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I play in deeper leagues, so guys, uh, a lot of guys were gone. A lot of guys I was recommending were gone, so I just saw uh, that, that was tough. Yeah, I mean, you had to wait until Wednesday to see who of the desperation week seven pickups were going to get dropped. Right. Yeah. Oh, I grabbed Kadarius Tony with one in one league because of that. So that was good. That was good. Well, let's get into Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Hey, I started oh. Dante. Dante who? I was going to say real quick. I started Dante Pettis in three week leagues last week. So that that's how deep it was. Oh man. Oh, that, that was not bad. Not bad. I, we, we did hear his name come out. Come hey, among Dante, Dante did. Okay. He most certainly did. He most See, he had a touchdown. Did. He had 39 yards, you know, 14.9 PPR points. You could do worse. I, I had Amon Ray St. Brown in a lot of leagues too. And he gave me a goose egg. Oh, that one's oh, that one's tough. Uh, yeah, when we get into the Detroit game, it, we'll, we'll get you know we'll we'll be talking about that one. But let's get in. Let's get into Pittsburgh at Cleveland. You got uh, the Steelers three and three coming off the bye. You got Browns four and three, uh, with Baker Mayfield being a question mark. You got the Browns are three and a half point favorites and a forty two uh, over under. You know this is classic AFC North. Uh, but you know when it comes to you know Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I, I know they had the the whole USC thing, which I thought was comical, and uh, I love the way Mike Tomlin handled it. Uh, Big Ben, I don't think he I, against against that defense is startable. But I mean, when you're, you're are you firing up Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool with just without any with, without any worry, even even in this tough AFC North matchup? Yeah, Harrison, Deontay, no question. I mean, if you've got those guys, those guys are producing every week. Even even when Najee isn't running the ball well, he's getting fed the ball in the passing game. Uh, a little bit more hesitant with Claypool. I think even in the best of times, he's kind of inconsistent. But, uh, you know, him, uh, the Browns are a little bit dinged up on both sides of the ball as well, right? You know, uh, like... He said, you don't know if Baker's going to play. We don't know yet if Chubb's going to play. Uh, I certainly missed the boat on D. Ernest Johnson last week. I wasn't recommending <sighs> him anywhere. Uh, and, hey, good good on him. Good on him. He had, a, he had a great game. I had him as an emergency and break glass play. He was, yeah, he was a, when last year he had the 13 rushes for 95 yards against Dallas. And then he was the starter either the following week or a couple of weeks later and just did pretty much nothing. 
Uh, that didn't happen this year. Part of the nature of the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, the, the Broncos linebackers have been dropping like flies. And uh, Vaughn Miller got hurt last Thursday night. And I'm certainly interested to see how he's doing this week. I know just to keep an eye on because that's that's a defense that you that suddenly you know that that was a, a strength now it's something and I'm fine starting up my Browns uh, I'm not a big fan of their passing game even if Baker Mayfield plays I mean that's a that's a uh, a run first team and even it when they are throwing uh, you've got three viable tight ends. Uh, you've got Beckham. Uh, hopefully Landry's able to play. I know he got dinged up towards the end of the game last week. But you've got a couple of other capable receivers that get targets. Uh, you know, you'll get you'll, you'll get three to four targets. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a couple of weeks ago, was the star of the game, right? It's just they don't lean on a guy. You're not going to see a, a, a wide receiver there get, you know, 12 targets. You know, they're going to do what they need to win. It, it's kind of like Kansas City. You know, you've got you've got Mahomes, you've got Tyree Kill, and you've got Travis Kelsey. And outside of that, you, you, you're throwing a dart. So as far as the Browns passing game goes, no, I'm not crazy. I, I, I The only guy I feel confident starting on the Browns, and we'll see how we'll see how the Steelers handle that you know there's guys that will help the Browns win the Browns may win that game without a star yeah it's offense. yeah it's one thing it's one thing to beat the Broncos it's another thing to beat the Steelers and the Steelers defense is remark it has been has been pretty healthy uh, but you know, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb and hopefully, and, and it looks like the left side of his offensive line is, is back to where it was. So, uh, I, I, I'm, yeah. you know, if I, Trump's, I, I needed Trump's him on back. A, you're plugging him in. Yeah. Big time, big time. Now, uh, you know, last one, last one on those guys, uh, Austin Hooper, David and Joku, any of them startable, uh, in, in kind of a tough matchup. I mean, it's, I know tight end is bad, but I, how desperate do you have to be to start not, either not, of them? Only place I have Browns tight ends is in best ball leagues. Uh, and it's in super deep leagues where, you know, I punted the third tight end until like the 22nd round. And I might have said, okay, well, I'll take David Njoku here, or I'll take Harrison Bryant here and hope. Uh, you know, hope they cash in one or two weeks. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm taking well, that back. I am a fan of their tight ends, but there, there's too many of them. Three two, tight ends equals zero tight ends. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a play on the the old, uh, if you got two quarterbacks, you've really got no quarterback. So uh, that's right. Um, well, let's get into Philly at Detroit, which is this game. I think we're going to be able to zip through because there's not a lot of, I don't, I don't know how many guys are really likable in this one, but you got Miles Sanders who's probably going to miss this game with an ankle injury. You got, you know, Jalen hurts who, yeah. uh, is, I, I mean, geez, I recommended him in the preseason. It hasn't been pretty, but he's still QB two at this point. Oh yeah. He's, he's, 
he's he's usable every week. I mean, he he's their best running back, right? You know, yeah. I mean, he's the, the only one that gets 10 or more carries a week. You know, so I'd 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 start Gainwell if I had him. Uh and in a in a pinch in a deep league, look at Boston Scott. Uh, to me, the receiver that I would want there is Devontae Smith, and I'm I'm fine with Dallas Goddard. That's the thing, Goddard. Now there's no Zach Ertz there, um, and the the Lions they're number thirteen against the tight end position, so they're not horrible against there. But uh, I mean, it might be a volume play with, with yeah, Goddard. they're not pushovers, right? How about on the Detroit side? You got you got T.J. Hawkins. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, 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 I'm smashing DeAndre Smith every week. I, I, I am so happy he's paid off because I was really nervous. I have a lot of shares going to also be Bimageddon for me. Uh, it's, <laughs> I've got so many shift, swift shares. It, 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 there's going to be some replacements going on. Uh, I'm comfortable starting Jamal Williams, not expecting more than 10 or 12 points. Uh, Hawkinson, you've got to start Hawkinson if you have him. It's a case of where it's not always pretty, but you're almost guaranteed at least eight points. And and at the tight end position, you could have a guy go off for 16 or you could have a guy give you two. I mean, I look at a guy like Robert Tunyon, who has been my whipping boy lately, right? Uh, Robert Tunyon has had two games where he's had touchdowns this year. I think all the rest of the games he's had around three points in PPR. You can't live with a guy like that. So, yeah, you've got to start Hawkinson if you have him. Uh, uh, now, I know he got a little bit dinged up in that game last week, so keep an eye on that. Uh, I wouldn't be completely averse to starting him if you need him, but considering only the Raiders and the and the uh, Ravens are on by this week, I, I don't think you're in that big of a pinch. Well, the, the, let's go to a game that has a little more fantasy relevant. Oh, Goff? Goff startable? I, I don't think he's startable Goff, this Goff week. is startable. He's startable, but he's startable in Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you know he is because he's going to compile stats, and they're going to be they're going to be trailing from behind. But I, it, I actually, I think they're going to win this game. I really think they're going to win this game. This is going to be their their first one. They're going to break that O for slump, and uh, and yeah, they're O. They're they're all in seven, but they're not terrible, you know. They just they just make bad mistakes at the wrong time. I mean, they 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 had a real shot in that Rams game. Yeah, and, they, they, uh, you know, you may want to put that on Goff. He did get he he got hit when he was throwing the ball on that pick that Ramsey had. So you know. Them's the breaks, right? Yeah, yeah. Not I think it was and I, always in your control. 
And I think it was his old his old friend uh, Aaron Donald who was the one who hit him. So, yeah, yeah, you only hurt the ones you yeah, love, right? Right. You know, I mean, yeah, the most overrated defensive player in football, according to all the armchair uh, IDP players. Oh, geez. All right, that 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 they they should go watch a highlight reel of Aaron Donald. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, let's well, get into another you know, game. The guy, the guys that the guy, the guy, the guy, yeah. He, real quick, he does things that don't show up on the stat sheet. That's yep. why people love him. And and he makes other guys around so him better because he he draws so much defensive attention himself. It, it's. It, it, it's it's yeah. amazing to watch i mean i i get the ram exactly. games ram games on every week and i i can I, I definitely see the impact that he makes it's an incredible player i mean there's a reason why i think the athletic made him one of the top 30 players of all time uh when they did their recent top 100 so um amazing well let's get over uh let, let's talk yeah. about an, another amazing unlike, guy unlike unlike yeah Unlike JJ Watt, Aaron Donald stays healthy, right? Yes. So, knock, you know. knock on wood. Unfortunately, sorry JJ. Sorry JJ. Hopefully, uh, availability. Yeah. Availability is the best ability. Muy cierto. Muy cierto. Very true. Very true. Uh, well, t- Tennessee at Indiana. So you got uh, Tennessee coming off two incredible wins over the Bills and the and the Chiefs. Derrick Henry, he's on a pace to break Eric Dickerson's record uh, by five yards. So, uh, and and he hasn't even hit his, you know, his his winter, his winter is coming point. Uh, but I mean, on this one, even yeah. though Indianapolis's defense has been pretty good, I mean, are you're are, are you firing up everybody? Even even uh, you know, with Henry, AJ Brown, who seems to be back, and even Julio, if he's healthy. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine starting all of the studs in this game. Uh, you, you're not sitting Derrick Henry ever. Uh, you know, he just gets the ball away too much. He didn't have a great game last week, but, you know, every now and then that's going to happen. Uh, the guys, you know, one of the popular narratives in the off season was the curse of the 350. Uh, Derek Henry's not that guy. Uh, he's, he's a different cat. He's not priest Holmes. He's not Danian Tomlinson. Derek Henry's a truck. You know, those guys are Honda civics and Derek Henry's a F one fifty, right? So. Nothing, Derrick Henry. I'm not tremendously worried about the Titans start starting uh, stopping Jonathan Taylor either. Uh, the Titans are a weird team. They tend to play to their competition. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, they they struggle in some games you wouldn't expect them to. They do enough to win, and uh, you know, to me the 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 big anomaly, the AFC champion yet. So I think that this is going to be an excellent game. I'm fine starting Wentz. I'm fine starting Taylor. I'm fine starting Pittman, uh, Henry, 
you, you're always starting AJ Brown. I, I even think Ryan's starting to talk about dropping in one quarterback leagues as well. So, you know, I, I made that I'm mistake. Fine. In I'm one fine of my playing those guys. Of course, Julio Jones, Julio Jones is going to carry the questionable hamstring tag for his whole career. I'm afraid. It's but so uh, you know, if he plays, play him. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, he can the make guy's that, gifted, can... right? Yeah, he could still make a play like the Just one. Made an the incredible one... catch last week. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's still going to make you know a crazy play. I mean, I, I and I wonder. I, it seems like he's fine with being the number two guy behind uh, behind AJ Brown. Uh, probably mostly because AJ Brown talked about how Julio's yeah. his idol. Uh, no, those guys. If Julio can play, and if Julio can play effectively, both of those guys are a problem for defenses. Both of them together, they're both still top wide receivers in the NFL. If you've got two of those guys on the same field at the same time, it, it, it's a problem. So, one last one last option to talk about with that one with that game is Mo Ali Cox. He's got four touchdowns in the last four games. So if you're if you're stuck, we, you've got no you've got Darren Waller or Mark Andrews. Maybe he's a play for you. Yeah, that's the uh, one. Week is that's the one position that could be a problem this week is the tight end position, and I am starting Mo Ali Cox in the league. I have Waller, and there's no other options. Yeah, I'm comfortable with Mo Ali, Ali Cox in a pinch. Well, one of the things that I know I don't think either one of us had uh, were thinking about coming into the two months ago was that uh, after week seven, the Cincinnati Bengals would be the number one seed in the AFC. So, uh, you know, they're coming off of that huge win against the uh, against the Ravens. And, you know, you've got a road game against an inferior opponent. Could this, could this game be a trap? Could they, you know, start to be reading some of those headlines? Is there, is there a concern that that might be the case? Yeah, it, it could be, but it's the Jets. Uh, yeah. The Jets could be a trap game, maybe a game that they, they underperform. I, I think they could underperform. I think they could play a third as well well as they played against the Ravens and still win that game. Uh, the Jets just aren't there yet. They're, 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 they're a team that's got a massive rebuild ahead of them. Uh, and, you know, as, as tough as Zach Wilson has had it so far, he's out for yeah. probably a month. And Mike White is going to be starting that game. And one of the reasons that the Bengals have been so successful this year is their defense has been has been above average. Uh, their defense has been unexpectedly very good. So, you know, I don't see a way that they lose this game. It it could happen. You know, it, that's why they play the game, as Chris Berman always said. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I don't. I I I I am starting every Bengal I have. Uh, Burrow, Chase, Boyd. I may be disappointed by Boyd like I am virtually every week. Uh, mm. T. Higgins, Mixon, you know, I might even I might even flex like a P. Ryan if I'm 
if I'm desperate for a running back. Uh, you know, on the Jets side, who are you going to start? I, I Michael think the Carter, only, maybe. I think he's the only one that's possibly startable on that team. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a possibility that that uh, Corey Davis has a decent game. He's the known commodity in the passing game, and I've got to think they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. The, the unknown is Mike White. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't know what, what he's going to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see too much to like on the Jets' side of the ball, and, and I'd be very surprised if they upset the Bengals. So we've got another uh, superior road team. Uh, oh, actually, one one guy one guy I forgot to mention on the on the Bengals, CJ Uzoma is another potential. I mean, I I, I pumped him up on our on my waiver wire uh, show earlier this week. He's got five touchdowns in the last four games. I mean, he's kind of that. He's kind of becoming a little bit of what Robert Tanyan was last year, where you know he's ten touches. Yeah, I called him Rob. I called it. I called him Robert Tunyon Light on my waiver wire <laughs> show this week. Uh, sure, as long as he's scoring touchdowns, great. But you know, this is a guy getting like four targets a game. Uh, you're kind of you're kind of flipping a coin there and and seeing if he scores a touchdown. Uh, to me, I'd rather have a guy that's getting more opportunities, like a Ricky Seals Jones. I hear you on yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And more, a little bit more friendly offense with uh, a, a little bit more pass friendly offense. Uh, well, let's go to the Rams at, at Houston. So Rams at six yeah. and one Texans one and six. I know this is another ugly one. Rams are 14 and a half point road favorites. Uh, I never loved yeah. that big a number on the road, but 47 and a half. I mean, in, in this game with everything surrounding Houston right now, uh, I mean, I, I'm not looking at this as a potential, another potential trap game with the road for a superior road team. They just traded their 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 workhorse running back, if such a thing exists. There, uh, Mark Ingram got uh, got got his got get out of jail free card and got to go back to his original team. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose uh, you hope on the Houston side for a. Uh, a game where it's an extremely negative game script and they got to throw, you know, 40, 50 times. Uh, I, I'm comfortable starting Brandon Cooks virtually every week. And the guy I'm keeping my eye on who's been back a couple of weeks is Nico Collins. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, I'm not really crazy about Jordan Akins, uh, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson. Be interested to see how the workload goes for the running backs now that Ingram's out of there. But, you know, for this week, no, 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 thanks. And, and you know, the Rams, you're firing up all your guys every week. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Uh, Cooper Cup has been a, the fantasy MVP so far. Oh. He's just he's just been unbelievable. For where he was drafted, uh, I think in, in a couple of leagues, yeah. I got him in like the, the sixth round or something like that. Yeah, if you're getting him in the fifth and sixth round, and he's one of the highest scorers among uh, wide receivers or running backs, you know he 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 is the bargain of the year, and he's arguably the MVP. No, for, I, I, for fantasy, 
I, one satellite in one of my we've got my, our familia is so big that we have two leagues uh so the second league is a super flex league and uh uh one of my primos is a huge ram fan and he keeps he keeps offering me two for one deals and i keep telling him i'm like look <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't i'm not giving you cooper cup uh yeah. in a two for one i'm like you 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 give me uh yeah jonathan taylor i said give me jonathan taylor and i think i still might i think you still might be winning the deal right straight up yeah yeah hard to argue the only thing i think the only thing that derails cooper cup is an injury to either him or matt stafford and you know i watched i watched the lions game against the uh, Rams last week. And the Lions are actually not a terrible defense. They are able to generate some pressure. They weren't really able to generate much pressure in that game. Uh, the Ram, Rams look like they're they're going to be a, a tough out come January. Yeah, they're going to be a problem. They're, 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 they're really good offensive line. They've got some issues. Uh, people have been talking up their special teams option uh, uh, issues, but I, I have a feeling those are going to be at least cleaned up to be passable. Robert Woods, though, I mean, he's had one game that, uh, in week five where he had 12 catches on 14 targets for 150 yards and two touchdowns. He's the wide receiver 19 right now. I mean, could this be a game that he well, to me to me, Robert Woods is a guy I've always stayed away from in non PPR leagues. Because he doesn't get a ton of yardage and he doesn't score a ton of touchdowns, but in a PPR league, he's he's a pretty safe floor guy. I I love him as a wide receiver three. Uh, I don't know that I was drafting him ahead of Cooper Cup in many leagues uh, when Cup's healthy, and that's really the only question about Cup. He he commands the targets there, and he can score from any point of the field. Robert Woods can too, but for some reason, they Stafford tends to miss him just a little bit. And pretty much every quarterback he has, has, has been in the same boat. I don't know exactly what it is. I, I like Robert Woods. I'm starting him. No, no, no question. I'd even start Higby this week. Oh yeah, definitely in this one, as yeah. as, as light as as light as t uh, tight end is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy about Van Jefferson, but you know, to me, that's a guy that's touchdown dependent. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson's another one. I started him in a, oh. D a couple a couple of DFS lineups because he usually gets one or two long bombs thrown at him a game, and I was doing it on the off chance that he. That he's yeah, he might pop a 75 yarder, right? You know, but if he doesn't, you're you're starving. I think I only saw him get targeted one time in that game last week. Yeah, and it was it was an incomplete. So yeah, it's all yeah. good. It's all yeah. good. You take your shot. Oh yeah, you know you you play a hunch. You know it it, it it's it's low key gambling this game. <laughs> all right, well let's jump over to the uh, afternoon games. We got the New England Patriots at three and four going to the Chargers four and two. Chargers are five point favorites. Uh, the forty nine point over under. You got the uh, the the Chargers the the Chargers who are coming off that forty five to nothing victory, uh, forty five to nothing loss last year so but i mean you you look at the they're they're such a great defense uh against the pass uh yeah. one of the best one of the best does that mean does that make mac jones just not very much of an option this week uh, 
as far as the Patriots go, I would hate to have the game plan against the Patriots. Say yeah. what you want about Josh McDaniels. He, he is absolutely one of the best offensive minds in, in the NFL. Uh, he will he will do whatever it takes to get points on the board and then leave it up to the defense. Uh, it, it's not going to be another 45 to nothing New England blowout from last year. And, you know, the Chargers are coming off an ugly loss to the Ravens, uh, which was a, a, a huge surprise to me. Uh, maybe it shouldn't have been. The matchup probably wasn't that great for the Chargers. But, uh, you know, they, they've had a week off to plan for this game. And if they're not ready, that's on them. Uh, of course, you, you're starting your charges. You're starting Eckler. You're starting Herbert. You're starting Mike Williams. You're starting Keenan Allen. I, I'm probably going to be starting even Jared Cook in a couple of places, uh, even though New England tends to be good against the tight end. But, you know, you've got a lot of weapons coming at you. I don't know that they're going to be able to focus on one guy, and I doubt they are going to want to focus on Jared Cook if they are focusing on any one guy. If I wanted to stop somebody in that offense, it would be either Herbert or Austin Eckler. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that this time around. Uh, it's going to be, it, this is going to be a very interesting game because it's going to be, you know, what did Herbert l learn after that uh, shutout, after getting shut out last year? Uh, and again, do they take out, uh, are, are they able to take out Eckler and they, they haven't, you know, they've been okay against uh, both running backs and receivers, but uh, this is going to be, an, I I'm very intrigued by this game. Very intrigued. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm firing up Damian Harris in this one. Big sure. Time, the chargers being 30, number 30 against running backs. Yeah. That was, that was a nice surprise last week when uh, new England uh, deactivated Ramondre Stevenson. I, I, I was I was doing the fire dance trying to replace my shares of Ramondre Stevenson right before game time. You know, between that, Sterling Shepherd and Devontae Parker, I was in a hurry. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable starting Harris. Uh maybe even, you know, I, I hate to rely on a guy like Brandon Bolton. Uh he had a great game last week, but he could completely disappear this week. Uh, I'm starting to warm up to the idea of Mac Jones. I, I, to me, he's a, he, he's a must start in two quarterback leagues. Mm -hmm. If they give him the ball more, I, he just seems to be getting better all the time. He is absolutely the rookie that was most uh, well-prepared for the pros uh, and got into the best situation. So other than that, you know, Born and uh, Nelson Aguilar deep dives. Those are guys who you're hoping score touchdowns. Uh, if there's a guy in the receiving game, I want it's Hunter Henry. Yeah, against the number 31 defense against the tight end. So yeah, yeah that, and it's a revenge game, as if, you know, as as nobody's nobody's yeah. pointing out the Hunter Henry revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got about 10 more minutes uh on this one so okay. uh we got we got a few more Th this next one jacksonville at seattle with seattle being a three-point favorite and 44 point over under i mean 
I, I like what I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence. So I think he's very startable this week, especially against that defense. Uh, they've been very generous against the pass. Uh, James Robinson's, I mean, I, I feel pretty comfortable with Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson and maybe yeah. even Marvin Jones. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson. I'm starting to warm back up to Chenault. Uh, they, they look like they're trying to get him more involved. Uh, you never know with, with Urban Meyer. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm warming up to the idea of Chenault. And for Seattle, you know, with Geno Smith under center, it's kind of hard to start their receivers. You know, the ceiling, the ceiling just isn't there for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And even for Tyler Lockett, the floor is not really there. I mean, so who are you starting? Uh, maybe Alex Collins. Uh you know, they didn't. I was ho I was wondering if they would work Richard Penny into the game more than they did. They really didn't. They couldn't really run the ball against New Orleans. So uh, I think uh, I think I'm a little bit higher on the Seattle offense than I was last week. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm starting Collins. You have to start Metcalf. Uh, maybe Gerald Everett. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just uneasy. I'm just uneasy starting Lockett. And I know as soon as I bench him, he's going to have, you know, 200 yards and three touchdowns. So maybe this is, the, I know, you know, uh, well, I mean, the one thing with the, the, you, you were talking about Everett, I mean, that's the number 30 defense against tight ends. So yeah. that, that one's, that one's something that one's definitely something. Yeah. Jacksonville's defense doesn't scare me. Uh, and I think it's probably going to be a game where Jacksonville's going to have to throw the ball quite a bit, but it should be a close game because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't dislike Geno Smith. I kind of actually root for Geno Smith, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 I, I just don't think the decision-making is there. He doesn't seem to process things quickly. So, you know, he winds up he winds up getting a lot of pressure and uh, it just has a hard time of it. And it's and their line isn't very good. I mean, I don't know how uh, they're good. Jacksonville's... Enough to, they're good enough to stay in games. That's right. That's that's what they always do. I think they should win this game, but I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville pulls off the upset. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually come down when there's a decided advantage at quarterback that I think it can, it can happen, but I don't know if uh, Trevor Lawrence is ready to win on the road yet. Uh, get a big, get a big win on the road yet, but we'll see. We're going to see. Yeah. We've got three more games to plow through. Uh, right. So we got, uh, we got uh, Washington football team at Denver uh, with Denver being a three point favorite, 44 point over under. I mean, you got the WFT, uh, it's. I think we might be seeing the end of the Tyler Heineke experience uh, with Fitz coming back. I don't know. I I actually heard that Fitzpatrick hasn't been cleared to practice. Uh, I think you know Heineke's going to be the quarterback as long as they need him. Uh, he's not terrible. Uh, he's not going to win you games, but he usually doesn't lose you games. Uh, Washington's just kind of an enigma to me this year. They're they're one of the more disappointing teams. No. And I just can't figure that defense out. They're still their front seven's still great, but they just can't stop anybody. Uh, they're 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 not easy to run on, but they're certainly easy to throw on, and they just get points up in bunches. But 
On the other hand, Denver doesn't score points in bunches. If there's a game that Washington can win, it, it, this is a game that, that they should be able to put in the win column. Uh, as far as Denver goes, I'm not averse to starting. I'm not averse to starting either Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams. Uh, I, I'm not expecting huge games from either of them unless one of them emerges as, you know, the workhorse. But they're they're playable. Uh, hopefully, Jerry Judy's ready to come back. I'd love to see him back. I've got him in a number of leagues. Yeah, uh, you, you've got to play Sutton, even though I'm not sure he's even completely healthy yet from the knee injury he suffered last mm -hmm. year. Uh, Fant, you've got to play. But there's there's another guy you, you get five points from or 15. Uh, Teddy in, in two quarterback leagues, yeah, you, you've got to fire him up. And on the Washington side, you know, Heineke in, in two quarterback leagues, you've got to start Gibson if you have him. I, I, I hope this yeah. shit issue clears up soon. Uh, it's an even number week, so I'm totally comfortable starting McKissick. Uh, McKissick, <laughs> has been, McKissick has been been kind of dog meat on odd number weeks, but he's been great on even number weeks. So we'll see if that trend continues. Uh, if I have him, I'm, I'm playing him in a, in a flex role. You just the, the the possibility of a ten reception game always looms with that guy, and uh, of course you're playing Terry McLaurin. Right. You know, and uh, if you need a if you're in a pinch for a tight end, Ricky Seals Jones, I, I love him. RSJ, I've been recommending him all over the place. Oh, yeah, it's more... just, yeah, it's just a it, it, he's a the tight end is a key part of that offense. Huge so, part. Yeah. Huge part. Well, we got yeah. two more team, two more games. Uh, Tampa Bay. This is going to be kind of a barn burner. It's one of the uh, in the late afternoon window. Tampa Bay six and one at New Orleans in the Superdome four and two. It's the the Bucks are five and a half point favorites, road favorites, at fifty points. So it's not looking like they're going to have Antonio Brown nor Gronk. But I don't think that mattered because we saw more volume from Mike Evans and Chris Godwin last week. Yeah, they, it it doesn't matter. Tampa Bay's a juggernaut. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady's playing arguably the best football of his career right now. It, it, amazing. It, it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. I feel so fortunate to have been around to see this guy play his entire career. Uh, it was it was hilarious seeing him on with the Mannings on the Monday night game. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. But uh, no, he did. They obviously have affection, all three of them, both Peyton and Eli and Tom Brady. And from all accounts, Tom Brady's actually a nice guy. So, but that no, he's he's incredible. You're firing him up every week. Right now, I think he's the leading quarterback in fantasy. In yeah, leading quarterback, and he's ahead of formats, and he's ahead of the pace that he was on in 2007. He's yeah. about 150 yards ahead of where oh, yeah. he was. He's thrown four touchdowns a game, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, he, you know, I, I looked at the, I looked at it last week, and he was like 10 to 19, but he had three touchdowns, yeah. right? In in the first half, he he's just he's just a marvel. Uh, Ronald Jones is one of the biggest misses I had this year. I certainly thought he was going to have a bigger role in that offense. But I'm comfortable starting Fournette every week. Uh, you're starting Evans. You're starting Godwin. Uh, without Gronk, I don't know if you need to start OJ Howard or Cameron Brait. Yeah, I don't. Think uh, so. If you're deep diving, I guess you could could throw a dart at Tyler Johnson. 
uh, you know, and I'm sorry, who were they playing again? Uh, the Saints. Yeah. You know, you, you're starting up your usual characters on the Saints. If you if you feel comfortable starting Jameis, uh, then then start Jameis. I'll I'll try to hurry up here. You're definitely starting Camara. And if you have to start, either you're starting Callaway. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If you have to, you got to start, you got to start Callaway. Yeah. I don't know if it, I think they're just waiting for my, uh, Michael Thomas, or maybe they try and get someone, uh, like, uh, you know, maybe they try and trade for Allen Robinson or, or maybe they try and get Brandon cooks back. So that'd be interesting. If they yeah. They, yeah. It's I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if Michael Thomas actually exists. I think he was a figment of our imagination. <laughs> it was a mirage a couple years ago when, that, he, when yeah. he set the record for most yeah. receptions he, in a season. He's, he's like Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing about the thing, thing about the Saints, though, uh, you got you got Jameis Winston against a, a secondary that's not that's not that good. And I, I looked at I, I looked at his game log and I looked at what, the, what he did against Washington football team. Yeah. And he threw four touchdowns against them and threw for 279 yards in Washington. So that, that has me thinking this this game could have some shootout potential, even though the 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 New Orleans def, the defensive backs have been pretty good against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, he's Jameis has had a couple of games. Uh, he had a five touchdown game in week one. He had that four touchdown game. But the fact of the matter is the Saints are the runningest football team in the NFL. Uh, they run the ball more than they pass the ball. And I think that's – if they can pull it off, they may not be able to pull it off this week, but they definitely don't want to get in a situation where Jameis can cost them the game. Jameis can win a game, but Jameis can definitely lose a game. Yeah, so. playing a lot better this year. And, and it's going to be very interesting how they uh, work in Mark Ingram. Yeah, uh, back into the offense, and maybe yeah. they take a little bit of the rushing load off of Alan Kamara because he's well, he's on fact, pace to work. The fact of the matter is, Khalil Herbert had 100 yards against Tampa last week, yeah. uh, so that kind of takes some of the mysticism out of the Tampa the Tampa uh, defensive attack. If you're willing to stick with the run, I think you can eventually kind of uh, get some cracks. So we'll see if if. New Orleans gets into a situation where they got a pass. We'll see how Jameis does with that. But I think they would rather have the ball in Kamara's hands than, than Winston's. I hear you. Well, last one, Sunday night football. We got the Dallas at five and one at Minnesota, three and three. Uh you got you got Dak with the calf injury, which is kind of reminding me of a couple a few years ago where um where Aaron Rodgers, you know, was named MVP. Played half, played more than half the season battling a calf injury that just needed a rest. Uh, I mean, th this is a game. I, I think this is another game that that can run. Uh, you got you, you've got the the Cowboys who are a well oiled machine right now, uh, playing good enough on defense. You got Minnesota, who's again in getting better on defense, but you got their home against with Kirk Kirk Cousins and. Uh, and Justin Jefferson, and maybe a healthy Dalvin Cook. This one, this is a game where if you've got anybody, you're you're starting them. Yeah, game of the week for me, right here. I I I love this game. Uh, yeah, of course you're starting all those guys. Those were two of the, those were two of the teams I missed most uh, last week during the buys. 
you've got uh, you've got Elliot, who's having a, a, a tremendous year with less volume than he's used to. Uh, they've been working in Pollard. Pollard's certainly reasonably uh, uh, useful in, in as a flex player. Uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, every now and then he'll, he'll have a bad game, but the, I'm, I'm betting more on good games. Uh, of course, if Dak's not able to go, that certainly changes the uh, overall calculus of the game. But uh, I, I'm betting if that Dak can play at all, they're they're going to put him out there. Uh, I love Kirk Cousins. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I don't know if they're they're that great of a team. But uh, of course, you're starting, you're starting Cousins, you're starting Cook, you're starting Jefferson, you're starting Thielen. I've been a proponent of KJ Osborne, knowing full well oh. that he could give you four points. But uh, he also has had a few games where he's given you 15 or more. Uh, as a wide receiver four, I love him. He's one of the guys that has more points than Allen Robbins. So, uh, you know, and as, as far as a tight end deep dive, I'm not against starting Tyler Conklin this week. Uh, you know, the, the Dallas defense is, has certainly been opportunistic more than, than solid. Uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs is just, you know, you got to be careful throwing, throwing the ball around him. Uh, he just flies around the field. I don't know if he's a, a sound defensive player, but he's certainly an opportunistic one. And with a defense like that, that helps. You know, I I, I I said there were 11 teams that have not generated a defensive or special teams point so far this year, and Dallas leads the league in 18. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, this, this is a game I'm looking for to be really exciting. No, I love this game. I, I love this game. I think this is uh, Kirk Cousins also plays better at home than he does on the road, which uh, I'm, I'm I think I think Justin Jefferson could have a big game, even though he'll get on Trayvon Diggs, because as you mentioned, he, he does get in the last game. He got the he got the pick six and then he got beat on the on the very next play. So, yeah, just, it was uh, actually I, I'm, I'm positive it was the same play. Yeah, <laughs> I think New England ran that play twice in a row and the second time it worked. Right. You know, it, it was it, it was it was a throw to Kendrick Bourne. And the second time Kendrick Bourne got behind Diggs and Mac Jones put the ball on the money and Bourne was gone. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Well, Dave, uh, muchas, muchas gracias. Esto fue un gran placer. I so appreciate you joining us on the Familia FFB podcast. Uh, we're going to wrap up now. Uh, hey, you know what? I know you're in a lot of, a lot of different places. I also want to say that you were one of the biggest uh, proponents, fans, uh, the, the, the king of the marching chowder society for our beat, our beat writer insider series from the summer. And I can't thank you enough for that. Just cannot hey, one thing thank you enough. I, I loved it. I, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. It was nice to hear uh, people know, uh, knowledgeable with the teams uh, uh, talk about them. Right. So, uh, and uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, I will take the time to say I hope you, your dog uh, takes to his shots. And, uh, you know, I won't keep you from that any longer. Thanks a lot. Uh, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. Oh, and, and where else can they find you? 
Uh, I do a weekly waiver wire show for 32 and 32 fantasy football. Uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter. My Twitter, Twitter handle is on the screen. Uh, and that's just about it. Every now and then I will pop up on somebody's show. Awesome. Well, I'm, we're going to have you back and I, I, I'm glad we were able to kind of muddle through the uh, internet issues. It looks like they kind of cleared up for us. Yeah, I, half of this it, it looks, it looks great now. Uh, <laughs> and we just didn't have time to talk about tacos. So, uh, you know. well, you know what, that's just going to have another reason to bring you on another we time. We may have to have the taco show next time. <laughs> awesome. Well, everybody has to still for our show. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't already, please make sure to like, and subscribe to our show on YouTube. Also, uh, Unión de Gracias to, uh, to the folks over at Anchor for being our hosting network and putting us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Please make sure you subscribe on the audio podcast. You can find our original content, FamiliaFFB.com. You can find me at Jorge Martin 17 all on Twitter and also familia, at FamiliaFFB on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Otra vez, Dave, thank you so much. Un millón de gracias. And everybody, todos somos familia. Salud. <laughs>